ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. Latan is out of the studio today, but I have a special guest in the studio to talk to us today, and I can't wait to introduce you to her. Real Victory Radio is designed to help you get ready and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. And today's show is going to help you really have some victory over an area in your life that I know is troublesome for you and me and everybody out there because it is prevailing. Have you ever had any of the following conversations with yourself, like even in your head. I can't do this because I'm afraid that. I won't do this because I'm worried about fill in the blank. I'm not sure about blank because I fear blank might happen. We all have had conversations like that with ourselves. Many people experience worry, anxiety, and fear, but often view such experience as an inescapable way of life, as the norm. My guest today says that worry, anxiety, and fear are considered the common cold of mental illness and are a direct path to losing our peace. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room today, our feelings, and how we can get past the grip that anxiety has on us. My guest today is Dr. Michelle Bingston, and we're talking about her book, Breaking Anxiety's Grip, How to Reclaim the Peace God Promises. Dr. Michelle Bankston is a board-certified neuropsychologist with more than 25 years of experience in the mental health field. She is a national and international media resource on mental health and wellness and the author of the award-winning Hope Prevails and Hope Prevails Bible Study. Learn more about her at Dr. Michelle Bankston.com. We'll have that in the show notes. And welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad we get to talk about this issue to give people some real victory today. I am too, because this is an area that no one can escape dealing with. Anxiety and worry and fear and even panic are the things that plague our society and plague us in our everyday. I think that one of my first questions for you is really, what's the difference between worry and fear and anxiety? Because they all seem the same. (laughs) They do. And, And if you throw that question out there to the general public, they do say, well, I think they're pretty much all the same, but there are slight differences. Fear is really our emotional response to a real or a perceived imminent threat, something that's about to happen. You know, it might be that you're afraid because it looks like you're going to hit the car in front of you. That is fear, and that generates a physiological response. And worry is really our thoughts about something that create anxious feelings. 
And then anxiety is the anticipation of a future threat that may never even happen. And then there's even something that we can move beyond that into like full on panic mode as well. And there really is a difference in between all of those. Most books focus on the common treatments, but your book addresses the spiritual component, which really, I believe, and I know you believe, I think, from reading your book, is required if we're going to have complete healing in our lives. What would you say about that? You know, it really is. In my private practice for many years, I didn't incorporate the spiritual side into working with patients with depression or anxiety or worry or fear. And it was only after I went through some of this myself and I felt like the Lord showed me the reason why people don't get freedom is because they address the physical, they address the cognitive, they address the emotional. But so often we forget to take a look at some of the spiritual contributors and address the spiritual side as well. And really, I think that's the root of most of the emotional difficulties that we struggle with. Wow. One of the things that you, I totally agree with you. And one of the things that you say in your introduction on page 16, you say worry, anxiety, and fear are not your portion, but peace is. And I want to read a scripture today that follows right up with that. Psalm 16, 5 through 8 in the Passion Translation says, Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize my pleasure, and my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you, for you have given me the best. The way you counsel and correct me makes me praise you more, for your whispers in the night give me wisdom, showing me what to do next. Because you are close to me and always available, my confidence will not never be shaken, for I experience your wraparound presence every moment. And he really is our portion. So that was one of my favorite things right off the bat in the beginning in reading your introduction. I was like, ah, oh, he is our portion. How can we really walk in that claiming that portion for ourselves so that we can get some peace in our lives? You know, it all comes back to where we're placing our trust. Fear is really a misappropriation of our trust. And when we fall down that slippery slope into worry, fear, and anxiety, it's usually because we're putting our trust or our faith in our circumstances or in someone or something other than our Heavenly Father. And I found that to be true for myself as well. When I start worrying, it's because I'm not really trusting God's promises. So a way to reclaim that peace, you know, Jesus said that he came to give us peace in a way that the world can't give it. So he's already giving that. So if we succumb to worry through an anxiety, it's like we're saying, no, thanks, Jesus. I don't want that gift. But it's there for us to reclaim. And how we do that is by trusting God. And that sounds so simple, but we all struggle with it. And so what I've done is come up with an acronym that really helps understand how can we practically do that better. And so if we look at that acronym, the T stands for take God at his word. That means we, if we're going to believe his word, we're going to believe all of it. So when he promises that he's going to never leave us or never forsake us or that he will provide for us, that his grace is sufficient for us for today, we've got to believe all of it. 
And when we take him at his word, then we can put our trust in him because we know he's never going to let us down. The second part of that, the R, is rest in his presence. You know, it's impossible to experience true peace apart from God's presence. But so often we get wrapped up in the things that we're worried and anxious about that we stop taking time to sit still, read God's word, listen to what he has to say for us. And if we will rest in his presence, that starts the day off on such a better foot because we're not focused on all the to-dos for the day, but we're focused on the one who's going to get us through the day. And the U stands for understand that the outcome doesn't depend on us. You know, so much of our worry, fear, and anxiety comes from trying to maintain control of things that God never intended for us to control in the first place. So if we will understand that when we do what God's asked us to do, we can trust him for the outcome. It's not our responsibility. And that takes a huge load off of my shoulders. And then the S in that acronym says, accept that God is sovereign. If we believe that God has a perfect plan and a perfect will for our lives and that his timing is perfect, then we can trust in him. Even when things don't look like we want them to look or feel like we want them to feel, we can trust that God's going to take care of us in his own way, in his own timing. And then the last T is trust the testimony of previous experiences. So many times when I find myself getting worried and anxious and fearful, it's because I've forgotten all the things that God has gotten me through in the past. But when I take the time to list those difficult circumstances and realize God has gotten me through every difficult circumstance 100% of the time, then I can put my trust back in him and remain in his peace. That is such a great acronym for helping us to really trust God. And one of the ones that I really loved was the very last one that you talked about trusting the previous testimony. One of the things that I say in my book, Becoming a Victory Girl, is that recounting the ways that God has shown up for us in the past helps us to step into and believe in our victorious mindset and to step into the victory that is ours because of Jesus. And so two things I want to talk about now are in that scripture, it talked about how his whispers in the night give us wisdom. And for me, and I think a lot of people, one of the things you talked about in the book is that nighttime is really hard because we go to bed and there's that, you know, the to-do list is probably not completely finished and our thoughts just are ruminating. They're thinking through so many things that are going on and we can't settle down. How can we just some practical tips before we talk about victory, but how, what are some practical tips for the nighttime? Cause I think that's one of the things that really plagues a lot of people. The nighttime is really difficult because once we've laid down in bed, we still don't shut our mind off. So one of the things that I've advised patients to do is, first of all, when you recognize that your mind is becoming consumed with worries and anxieties, talk back to it. You know, we've been given power. Second Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, love, and sound mind. And so part of that power and the sound mind is talking back to anxiety and saying, you don't get to rule my life. I'm going to put this in God's hands tonight so that I can rest and sleep. 
But the other thing that's so important is that so many people are really good about having a morning routine. You know, you get up, you get that first cup of coffee, you take your shower, you get ready for work, and then you have your quiet time, then you're off for the day. But very few people will admit to having a good, solid nighttime routine. And I would suggest that we actually do it in the reverse. So you put on your pajamas, you brush your teeth, you turn off the screens that are filled with bad news from around the world, and you spend a few minutes getting back in God's presence and thanking him for what he got you through for the day, and then release any remaining burdens to him and say, Lord, there's nothing I can do about this tonight, but you stay awake all night, so I'm going to leave this in your hands. You can take care of it so much better than I can so that I can take advantage of that sweet sleep that you promised to your children. And that makes a big difference, but we've got to be intentional because if we're not intentional and we scroll through our Facebook feed and then we turn the light off, then we're going to be thinking about all the bad things that we've just read. And that's a playground for the enemy to come in, disrupt our sleep. And when that happens, we're more likely to wake up the next morning filled with those same anxieties because those were the last things we thought about at night. Wow. I am going to try that. A nighttime routine. Okay, this this show may have been all for me today. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I am going to try that, building in a nighttime routine, because really, we don't have, very few of us talk about having a nighttime routine, and I certainly don't have a prescribed way that I you know, sh- shut the da- down the day. That's such great advice, Michelle. I love that one. And I l- really love how you say it's a playground for the enemy. One of the things that you also talk about is that what steps can someone take to recognize that anxiety originates from a spiritual influence and begin to use the weapons of power, love, and a sound mind to regain peace? We talked a little bit about that just now using that second Timothy verse, but how can we recognize that it originates from a spiritual influence and then begin to use the powers beyond just talking back to it? Is there Are there other things that we can do? Yeah, there is. You know, part of recognizing that it's a spiritual influence is if we look back to the very first recorded incident of anxiety, and that's in Genesis with Adam and Eve. You know, they walked every day in the garden with God, enjoyed his company, were naked and unashamed. But, you know, after they had the encounter with that serpent, they ate that fruit, and they became aware of their circumstances. God came into the garden to walk with them and said, Adam, where are you? And he didn't answer for three times. And finally he said, I'm here, Lord. I was naked and ashamed. And then God said, who told you you're naked? Because it was the enemy that was bringing about that awareness and lied to him and said, now you need to be ashamed of what you've done. Well, shame is so often a byproduct of worry, fear, and anxiety. But I love that God has already given us the tools. He said in his word, he's given us everything we need to life and godliness. And when it comes to combating worry, fear, and anxiety, it really is a matter of appropriating the power that he's given to us as his children. And by that, I mean there is power in our words. There is power from speaking God's word out loud. There is power in Jesus' name. There is power in Jesus' blood, from being in God's presence, from praying God's word back to him. He's given us so many ways of appropriating his power so that we're not doing this 
in our own strength. We really are relying on God's help for this. And then the second thing is really receiving God's love. Because Scripture says perfect love casts out all fear, but that love can't cast out fear if we don't accept God's perfect love. And I think about it like this. When the holidays come upon us, never once have I had presents under the tree and my children have said, no, thanks, Mom, I don't want that gift. But when we don't accept the fullness of God's love, it's like saying, no, thanks, Lord, I don't need that. Or we think we don't deserve it. But we do deserve it because Christ died to give us that. And our third weapon is really recognizing that we've been given a sound mind. When we are believers in Jesus Christ, we have the same mind that Jesus did. And so we can choose where we focus our mind. And we can choose to focus on the worries, fears, and anxieties or on the peace he's already given us. And one of the best ways to do that is to talk back to fear, but use Scripture, just like Jesus did when the, when the devil came and tempted him in the wilderness. He spoke back to it by reciting Scripture. And there is so much power in God's Word. When we will use the mind of Christ and speak back to it with Scripture, I promise you it will dissipate. But it's something we have to be intentional about. I keep hearing you say that we have to be intentional, and that's such a, a important truth that I think is so important for the listeners to hear today, that we have to really be intentional about fighting off the worry, anxiety, fear, all the things. One of the things that I say on the show all the time, Michelle, is that we have everything we need living inside of us through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit to be victorious over all the things that come against us in just the everyday mundane life experiences and the crises too. Where have you in your life experienced the most victory? You know, I'd have to say that for me, that was coming through and overcoming depression, which is another area where the enemy really likes to to sink his teeth into us and take us down that slippery slope. And this is something that my whole family has battled. My mother struggled with it. My aunt struggled with it. My grandmother struggled with it. So we saw it in terms of a generational issue. And when I finally came to the realization that this is really a spiritual issue and I needed to approach it as such, because John 10, 10 says that the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And he does that to get us into depression. And once I realized he's my real enemy and started fighting back against him, I realized I could take control over this with the power of the Holy Spirit so that my children don't have to endure this. We're going to break off this generational issue with my generation. I really love that because I have a kid that suffers from anxiety and depression, and that's so important. You wrote an article recently Uh, I saw it on LinkedIn about depression, and I can't think of the name of the article right now, but I, uh, I pinged it so that I would make sure that I could go back and, uh, read it and also send it to my husband. What not to say to a depressed person? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's good memory right there. We weren't really going to talk about that today, but can you give us two things to not say to someone who's depressed? Because I'd love to know that for myself. Yeah, first of all, don't say that others have it so much harder than you. 
because that minimizes a person's experience. And we can all find someone who's going through something more difficult than us. But when you are in the pit of depression, that doesn't help. It just builds up resentment and anger, which fuels the depression. But also don't say, well, you must not be praying enough or you must have unconfessed sin in your life. Because we've got countless examples in the Bible of people, godly people who struggled with depression. Just look at David. How many times did he say, why my why so downcast, oh, my soul? But he got out of it. He came back to praising God. So I have an article both on what not to say as well as what to say. And sometimes the best thing is not to say anything, but just to come alongside, be present, give them a hug, and be that support system for them. I wrote a post yesterday about just in this season, we're getting ready to go into a season that's really hard for people. And there are some people who don't even want to be here on earth anymore. They're thinking they really don't. Suicide is such a um, prevalent thing in our society. And I wrote a post yesterday about just how we all long to be heard. And let's be people who just listen. Just listen. Say, ask people, hey, how are you really doing And then, like you said, don't say anything at all. Just listen. Be there. So I love that so much. So important. Yeah. So important. What is the most important thing a person can do when faced with worry, anxiety, and fear? The first thing is they have to recognize what it is. But then the second thing is to come back and claim God's promises. You know, he's promised he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. His grace is sufficient for us. That all we have, He will fight for us. All we have to do is stand still. But it's a matter of we've really got to believe that and then confess that over our lives. You know, one of the things that I did going through both depression and anxiety was write out scriptures like that so that when those thoughts would come to mind, I would recite those scriptures out loud. And the reason is because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, and the more we recite God's word, the more it gets deep down inside of us, and that's our core belief. And that will help refute those down days, those anxious days, those worries that come upon us. That's so good, Michelle. We are out of time, and I've loved our conversation. I think it's been really insightful and so many tools for the listeners to use. Would you help me close out the show? We have about three minutes left, and just pray for the listeners, however you feel led to pray for them today. No, that would be my honor. Father God, I thank you for each listener who has tuned in today. And I thank you, Lord, that you know their exact circumstance and what they're going through. And I pray, Lord, that something today that in our conversation would spur them to increase their trust and their faith in you because you have said that you will give peace to all whose mind has stayed on you. So, Lord, help them to keep their mind focused on you and remember that you are the God who created them and who heals them and who sees the details of their life and that you will take care of them for them if they will just turn it over to you. Relinquish that worry, fear, and anxiety because that is not their portion but your pieces. We thank you for all these things because of and in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today, Michelle. I want to uh, just let the listeners know that you can go to realvictoryradio.org and learn more about the Victory Movement. We are a listener-supported radio 
outreach and we would love for you to join us in helping to let people know that they can go courageously and live victoriously and keep having people like Michelle on the show because she I know blessed me today and I believing that she did for you too we want to know Michelle where can they connect with you and they can buy breaking anxiety's grip how to reclaim the peace God promises your brand new book at all the places where books are sold. But where can they connect with you? You know, they can find me on my website, drmichelleb.com, or I'm on all the socials at Dr. Michelle Bankson. I just really appreciate the fact that you have shared your knowledge with us today that you have lived it and that you have just come to a place where you can share it with us so that we can hang on to that peace and break the grip of anxiety so thank you so much for being here and thank you for making real victory radio part of your day today we want you to go courageously and live victoriously. Thanks for being with us today for Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.